Hi, welcome to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. This is the podcast for people who want to start and grow an online location independent business so they can live a life of freedom and choice on their own terms. Welcome to episode 15, Business or Career Change, How to Make the Decision. So I'm here today with Katie Fladow, and she is a career strategy coach who owns her own business, Mindful You. She's had that since 2012. And she works with clients who are focused on figuring out the next step in their careers. So she comes across this dilemma all the time. So I'm super excited to have Katie here today to give us some insight on making that decision. Do I want a career change or do I want to go into business? Welcome, Katie. Thank you, Pat. I am happy to be here and talking about this topic. The decision between employee and entrepreneur is one that I love to discuss with my clients, and it's one that we talk about all the time. So I'm really excited you and I are going to talk about it today and hopefully be able to give all the lovely people who are listening to us a few more things to think about when they think about that overwhelming decision that's like, do I want to leave my corporate job and do I want to own my own business and all the stuff that can come up as we think about those things. Absolutely. And I often find it's a really loaded question. I'd love to start from there because I think we're living in times at the moment where there's such an element of glamour around entrepreneurship. And there's almost this idea that if I'm not using my skills in my own business or I'm getting paid by someone else, that somehow it's not as good or it's not as valuable or I'm not making the most of my skills and talents. I'd love to start there and love to hear your perspective of what you think about that and how you advise people to make the choice. I completely agree. There is very much this idea right now that if you are not the entrepreneurial visionary and you're not doing it all yourself and you're not doing it all yourself and succeeding, that you are somehow not doing enough, that it's not okay to want to apply your skills to another business or to another career path, that this idea that entrepreneurship is the true way for people who are passionate to use their skills. So prevalent right now. So one of the things I like to encourage people to think about as we approach that is exactly that. What ideas do you have about entrepreneurship? What ideas do you have about being in corporate? What ideas do you have about working for a small business? What ideas do you have about working for someone else? So kind of digging into that piece that says, okay, what am I carrying with me about this? Instead of thinking about like, oh, it would be really cool to work for myself and work in my pajamas. There are so many other things to think about. And we hear the stories all the time of, and then I was working from, there's, you know, there's a couple out there that are like, "Oh, oh, I was doing calls from my bathroom floor or I was wandering around and just pitching people as I came to the end of my month in Thailand. And then suddenly I was making $10,000 a month. And all of those are valid stories. And I'm sure they really happen to people. But for every person who did that, there's a thousand more people who are like, I'm not sure that I want to be making calls from my bathroom floor or that I want to be on the hook at the end of the month praying I'm going to be able to pay my mortgage. And so it's really important to dig into that and think about what goes beyond just simply the idea that you can tell people you're an entrepreneur. And you, I, I know you know what this feels like from the inside. Yeah. And I mean, I think that it really isn't for everybody. 
And there are huge positives to being an entrepreneur, but there's also huge negatives. And I think it's really easy to get swept up in the glamour of it. And I think that it's just, it's really something to consider beforehand. Like how much responsibility are you comfortable with? Because this is another idea, I guess, around entrepreneurship that it's all focused around freedom. So I always feel like freedom isn't exactly the right word for it. And I've spent a lot of time thinking about what is the right word because there is time freedom, you know, so I just took myself to lunch before recording this and, you know, I don't have to worry about the fact that I'm away, quote unquote, from the office, that kind of thing. But then at the same time, I have a responsibility to get this podcast done. If I don't do it, there's no one else to do it for me. If I stay home, get sick, whatever, you know, it's not going to get done. So there's this, there is a lot of responsibility that comes with it. And I think it's about balancing up how you're imagining it would be with also what you really want. And one of the things you you spoke about when we were talking about doing this this episode was this thing where you can have an idea about who you are and you become really attached to that idea and you feel like you must do it because it's it's written into your definition of success. Could you talk a little bit more about that? That is a great thing to check in with when you think about doing the entrepreneurship thing is how, what is your definition of success? And what is your definition of a success as an entrepreneur or as a business owner? And really unpacking that for yourself and thinking, okay, am I using a definition that is current for me? Am I using an idea of myself that makes sense? For me, one of the reasons that I decided to leave my corporate career path, which I did for 15 plus years, was because I finally had this moment where the dream I had 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 always been, I'm going to be the vice president of something, right? I was I was in sales and very successful at it, and it was a lot of fun. And you know, from sales, like the next thing is like, oh, I'm going to go be the vice president, and then this will all happen. And maybe that was very naive of me, but suddenly I... I was looking at what the vice presidents were actually doing at the company I worked for. And we were one of those companies that was very heavy in vice presidents. And I realized that I really didn't want to be doing what they were doing, that moving up the food chain didn't necessarily for me look like how I wanted it to look. It didn't look like it got all that much more exciting. And yes, you were making more money, but there were huge sacrifices that went with that. And so for me, as part of my corporate journey, I had to realize that I needed to redefine that. If that was no longer the place I was going next, where was I going? And I think that is just as as important for entrepreneurs or for people who are thinking that that's what they want to be is thinking, what does this really mean to me? Does being an entrepreneur really mean freedom? Does it mean time freedom? Or does it mean flexibility? Because I want to be able to be home with my kids at three o'clock in the afternoon. Or does it mean opportunity that I get to live out this vision that I've had, I've been working on, that I've been creating. And this is finally the time for it to come to life. And Kat, I, I think you mentioned kind of knowing, knowing what that feels from the inside, that there are ideas about things that you thought that just one day you woke up and were like, wait a second, why am I pushing so hard on this? Yeah. And I've had a few of these in my life. So many of them I've done, but then many of them I realized, oh, I think that no longer applies. So I always wanted to speak another language, which is why I went to Brazil when I was like after I left uni. I learned French for a long time at school. I actually did eight years of French and I had wow. to write essays about the um, like film noir when I was at the end of my schooling. See, I'm having to rewind in my time. Like, when was that? Um, 
And I had this idea that I'm going to live in France and I'm going to finish the job that I started and I'm going to learn to speak French because I speak German. I learned to speak Portuguese when I was in Brazil. It was only six months, but I did it. So in my mind, I had this really big unchecked checkbox that I'm going to learn to speak French. And along the way, I kept thinking every now and then, well, hmm, I'm not really sure if I want to go to France for a year. And I was like, well, I could go with my friend. And then I just realized one day, actually, I don't care about this at all. Like, this is completely unimportant to me. I just latched onto that idea years ago that I'm going to learn to speak French and this has to happen at some point. It's also because I started French and economics at university and I gave up French because it was at that point in my life too hard to do both. So I felt like I had continually tried to reach this goal and never reached it and I need to check it off. But then I realized, no, I don't. And then I had another one where it's like I always wanted to skydive. And then one time I realized, this is a dumb idea. Like, I don't want to do this at all. Like, I think I grew out of that in my 20s, but I was still thinking about it in my 30s. And these are not necessarily career-related examples, but your vice president example, I think, is is really good. And by the way, I'm totally for Katie Flatow's vice president, but maybe not in that company, maybe, you know, on a broader scale. <laughs> well, and now I get to be Katie Flatow founder and CEO of Mindful You, um, or whatever title I've made up that week. So. <laughs> Exactly. But I think what you're talking about is such an important piece for a lot of people because there, if we attach ourselves to outdated ideas of success, we constantly feel like failures. So to come back to, I have not yet been a vice president. So if I was still using that as my identity for success, I, by that definition, have failed. You've never been skydiving. So by that definition, you have failed if that's what you're clinging to as your idea of success. And that's something that is really, really important. And I talk about this in every coaching process I go through with people. You have to update your dreams and kind of boundaries of your dreams and definitions of your dreams as you move forward in life. Because the thing that you wanted, like you said, at 22 may not be anywhere near what you really want at 35 when you have that many more years of knowledge and information and insight into yourself and into what really satisfies you and what really excites you. And this is why when my clients come to me and they say, Katie, I'm, I'm 35 and I've been doing this for 10 years or 15 years. It's got to be too late for me to change, right? I should just give up and keep doing this. And they feel like they're doing something wrong because they're not satisfied of the choice of career path that they made at 23 when they graduated. And that's what we try to work on is you're going to work for on average 40 years. So if in year 12, you hate what you're doing, it is not too late to change. In fact, please change because you do not need to sign up to be miserable for that many more years, but also give yourself the credit that you have learned from those 12 years or those 15 years. And you know so much more now than you did when you started this journey. And it is natural and normal that you have updated what you want to be doing because you took all that data that you worked so hard to get. Think of all the questions you ask yourself in your 20s and all the pain you go through trying to answer them. And then you get to your 30s and you're like, okay, I feel like I know what I'm talking about a little bit now. And even more so in your 40s and in your 50s. And one thing that I notice is this question of should I start a business or should I do a major career change? This often happens in your 30s. 
So mm-hmm. it's by no means too late because what happens is you, you go to university or you do whatever schooling you're doing and then you get started in the workforce and then you move up or switch around or do whatever you're doing. And it takes till you're about 30 to realize like, oh, maybe this isn't all it cracked up to be. Like maybe it's not that great. Maybe I need to do something else. So I think it's really normal that it comes at that period of time rather than it coming earlier. You have to, just as you said, have the experience before you then come to a place of questioning if it's what you really want. And that's a great point. It, it brings you to this place where you have a very good idea of what you want and what you don't want because you've looked at all of that and you've experienced a lot of it at that point, which brings us into another important place. When you are looking at making the decision between employee and entrepreneur, it's really important to think about not only what you want, but what you need at that stage in your life. Do you need the weekly paycheck? Do you need the insurance? Do you need that particular stability or do you need that framework? Do you need some piece of one or the other? Like, do you need some piece of your corporate job that exists that's really important for right now because you have kids in daycare or do you need the freedom and the flexibility because you have to invest time in this other piece of your existence? And so those are really important points to consider is what would be really hard to change You know, what pieces would you really miss? What would pull on you really strongly? Mm. And I said, insurance is one of the first conversations I have with a lot of people like, well, how would I address that? How do I make sure I'm okay? And those are really big things to consider. You know, consider how will you feel if you can't make your mortgage payment next month? How will you feel if you have to skip that doctor's appointment because your deductible and your new insurance is too high? Yeah. And one of the things that I always prefer if people do when they're starting their business is start it on the side. Mm-hmm. So I don't know don't know how that works with your clients, but I'm always trying to get people to start on the side and then increase their income so they have a level of stability before they then quit their job. And this is something that I think people are always like, take the leap. Grow wings it's when after you've leaped. It's like, ah, don't do that. Like that's you know, like like you said, unless you have six months to maybe even two years backup, like it's not advisable. You want to be able to do this in the most reduced risk way possible, I think. Otherwise, you are putting yourself under an incredible amount of strain. So thinking about your process then, your first, if I'm hearing correctly, your first port of call almost is to think about what their updated version of success is. So what does they, what do they really want their life to look like? And then that's going to give them some insight as in which way to turn. So what, what comes next when you're talking through this with clients? So once you've updated what your version of success is going to look like, and you're kind of getting an idea of, okay, I feel this way about this, or I feel that way about this, then my next step is to start to do some research and collect some more data. Like I said before, you're using all the data you've collected up till this point to make this decision. Now you need to add some more information in. And this is the piece that I find that most people either skip because it's scary or never do, thus they never change anything. So this is the piece where you go talk to other people who are doing something similar to what you're doing. You start collecting real life perspectives and real life stories. And I'm not saying you need to run out and get a mentor or pay for a program or do any of those things, but find five people who work in that industry. If you're thinking about making a switch from, you know, your corporate job in marketing to being a real estate agent, go find five real estate agents and talk to them and ask them, 
did they transition from something else? Because a lot of people have career paths where they changed at some point. And you don't really know until you ask them. Because we weren't always there for everybody's full career journey. But I know very few people where it's like, oh, yeah, I graduated with my degree in finance. And then I got a job in a bank. And I've been in banking for 35 years. Like, that's just not everybody's story. So getting out there and having the conversation and asking people, so you're a real estate agent. How did you get here? What path did you take? How does it feel to really do it every day? What is the thing about your job that everyone thinks is true, but that nothing is? And I was doing a presentation to a group of real estate agents talking about how to manage stress. And one of the things we talked about was the fact that they have to be on and available when everyone else is at home and sitting down for dinner with their families, because that's when their clients respond to them. So they're not working a traditional eight-hour day. They're not going in from nine to five and then being able to say, oh, well, it's after hours. They have a beautiful amount of freedom and they get to drive around and see cool houses and interact with a ton of people. But there's myths about their job that are very strong that kind of feed into that. Where you have to know those truths before you make the switch. And that's where doing some research and really getting out there and Exploring what it's really like to be a life coach or a real estate agent or to work in HR or to move into entrepreneurship. But talk to people who have started their own businesses. Talk to the guy who developed his own app and find out what it really means to go through that process. Go to a bunch of meetups, go to a bunch of networking events, find out who your friends are. You know, call your best friend's boyfriend, sister who just went and did the thing that you really want to do and ask her some questions. Most people are happy to give you 20 minutes of their time on the phone if you really are asking about their journey. And most people are also happy to tell you the inside of how it works. Like, this is what it really means. And this is the thing you need to be careful for. Or this is the thing that is glorious and I love more than anything. But if you don't love that, then you shouldn't do this. Such great advice. I really, really agree with that. And I think Talking to people who are in entrepreneurship will definitely give people as well a much more accurate perspective of what it really looks like. And I think, like you said, it applies to so many different jobs. So what is it like being in real estate or what is it like being, I don't know, a dentist or doing many other things? There's always elements of it that you're not really aware of, almost the same as your whole vice president episode where you actually looked at what they were doing. If you'd had the conversations and, and maybe you did at the time, you would have realized like, oh, this actually doesn't line up with what I want at all. Exactly. Exactly. And that information, I see my clients go out and do this all the time and come back because they have the accountability of having a coach. There's kind of no excuse to say, well, I haven't talked to anybody, but I think I'm going to do this anyways. <laughs> So we go back in and we have that conversation. And I've seen so many people change their minds when they got into the reality of a career path and not even changing their minds about entrepreneurship or about starting their own business, but just changing their minds about how they wanted it to look and finding that reality. Yeah. Because it, it's so much different from the inside than it is from the outside. Like just to use an example, I'm at my home at Sunday night here in Denver and it's like eight o'clock and I'm sitting in a closet that I have set up as a podcast studio talking to you. Yeah. <laughs> totally different than my corporate life <laughs> where I would be packing my suitcase and getting ready to fly out on Monday morning and eating the last of the Thai food I had 
you know, ordered when I landed, you know, on Thursday night from my last trip. Two totally different things, but things you have to think about. Am I going to be okay waking up some Saturday mornings and responding to clients? Am I going to be okay putting in development hours? Am I excited to learn to set up a new website? Or can I afford to pay someone to do these things that I'm not excited to do? You know, am I enough of a doer, especially in the entrepreneurship game, to make myself successful? Because there's just that drive that has to happen. If you're going to go out and do your own business, you have to be ready to dig into all the pieces, especially at the beginning. I think you're absolutely right there. Like it, it really is that you, you have to have that drive to succeed in entrepreneurship. It's not going to come if you kind of think, Oh, yeah, that would be cool. Like that's not enough. You have to really, really want it more so than in, I would imagine a lot of careers because you can, you can't coast in entrepreneurship. Not really. Right. Like you really have to be prepared exactly as you had, as you said, to dig in. And to get all the things done and be responsible for stuff, be responsible essentially for everything, whether you do it yourself or not, but you have to find a solution for it yourself. So if you are someone who doesn't enjoy problem solving, it's unlikely to be for you. If you're someone who loves to be in control and get into all the things, it may well be for you. But I think there's that, that idea of, oh, you know, it's going to be so chilled and I'm going to be on the beach and blah, blah, blah. It's like, well, no, not necessarily and almost certainly not at first. You know, there's a big chunk of sitting down and working out how to get stuff done in the beginning. And there is some compromise. This week I'm doing my podcast recording a little bit earlier because I know that it's going to get sent to someone else to do some things. And that means for me it's Monday, but because we're in different parts of the world for you, it's Sunday. So, you know, you're not working the normal hours and I'm also not living the glamorous life in the way that some people might imagine. So, yeah, you know, I went and got myself sushi for lunch and it was tropical outside. But now I'm in what I refer to as the podcasting den. <laughs> and as I don't have a closet to record in in my house and I'm not going to give up a room for my podcast, I'm actually in the bunk beds for my stepkids. <laughs> so the glamour life. <laughs> the glamour. Yeah, it's amazing. So, <laughs> so it's like, that, like that's the doing, you know, like I had to figure out a place where I can record and be able to buffer the sound and do all the things that have to happen to record a podcast that sounds decent. So I was like, okay, how am I going to make it work? I'm going to make it work by building a podcasting den, you know, and it's like, how are you going to make all this work? Well, you're going to make it work by being in your closet and doing this on Sunday night. Like there's, I think that attitude has to come with it especially for entrepreneurship. So I think that's one of the big things to think about, like how how flexible are you, how much of that kind of getting it done, problem-solving attitude, not do you have, but kind of are you prepared to develop and work with in the journey? Because there isn't, it's not like work where someone tells you what to do. You're responsible of figuring out what to do and doing it or getting someone else to do it and checking it's done and all the other things. And I mean, I think you and I are going to be extremely similar on this because we've both chosen this path, but there are some people that love that and some people that really would rather just have someone else do 98% of the things and have their 2% that they're responsible for, that they concentrate on, that they do a really good job with. I, that's such an important piece is understanding kind of what it's actually going to look like, that it really is going to be you 
and you are the bottom line. You are the end. You are the decision maker. You are the evaluator. You are the action taker. Because like you said, even if you get someone to do it for you, you still have to make sure it's done. You still have to make sure it's done well. And you have to then negotiate all of those pieces. And you have to find the person who does it well. And we've all been through the phase where you have the graphic designer who disappears after three meetings, even though the logo is due in, you know, 10 days, because then you have to send the logo to someone else, you know, iTunes to get your podcast published. And we've all been through those things, which is just part of owning your own business. You have to be fairly, I don't know, chaos compliant and able to look at it and go, okay, so today I woke up and my website had been hacked. So instead of doing that beautiful brainstorming session that I was really planning on doing, I'm going to see if I can figure this out with all of the Googling about WordPress. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm laughing. Your web guy's on vacation. (laughs) I'm laughing because both of those things have happened to me. I've had the design and disappear. (laughs) And I've had my website crash on me before. Actually, I, I broke it myself by accident. But, you know, the same difference. I still had to fix it. Yes. <laughs> I have also done that. The website deleted the whole thing. Does it live somewhere? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I mean, we're both doing this, so we obviously love it. I know I do, but I think I like to also talk about what it really means. No, and I love it too. I, it's that it lets me do so many interesting things that are just such a part of what I want to be doing at this particular phase in my life. And I feel like that's the important part is is this the right phase for you for entrepreneurship? Is this the right phase for you for corporate? For me, there was a a timeline that I had in mind. I said, I want to do this before I turn 40. I want to take this chance and I want to go out on my own and I want to see if I can make it happen. And I had my, because I'm a a little bit of a planner, I had my two and a half year exit strategy and then I had my two and a half year buildup strategy on both sides of things. But I also looked at what would it mean if I wanted to just do remote work for someone? What would it mean to freelance? What are all the other options? We live in such a cool world right now where there are so many options. You know, there's flex time and there's remote and all of this stuff didn't exist when I graduated from college. I mean, it was starting to, but there wasn't an option to be like, oh, yeah, I'm going to work from home today because we just didn't have the technology. I remember, you know, driving around on market trips or even taking calls from some of my account managers when I was an assistant and helping them navigate through Miami because we just didn't have the tech for it. Now we have all this cool stuff that lets us really exercise our options. And so I I also encourage people to explore that because there are remote flex time, work from home, even franchising opportunities. If you're really into owning your own business, but you want there to be a framework and you want support and you want colleagues and all of that, There are such cool opportunities for that stuff. So it's getting beyond that idea that there are only two choices. Either I have to take my business idea and make it into a thing. And, you know, that's my only dream. And if it doesn't work, then I'm screwed. Or I have to work in corporate America. And so getting beyond that is so powerful. And it really opens up so you can find the thing that's going to work for you right now. Love it. I love it because this is like the big thing that I do with my clients as well. When we're looking at their business ideas, it's like, okay, well, where do you actually want this to go to? What is the ideal outcome? What does your ideal day look like? Because if you tell me your ideal day or your ideal lifestyle is, you know, you get to work from home and do all these things. And then you tell me you want to own a restaurant. Well, it's like, it doesn't add up. So we have to, 
the whole point is to kind of look at where do we want to go with this and then create the most aligned version of a business in the, for my clients that's going to take you to where you want to go. And you're absolutely right. There are so, so many possibilities. I mean, I remember when I quit my job when I was in Germany, there was no working from home. I mean, that was just kind of outrageous. I never even thought that would come. That particular company now does that. In fact, it practically enforces it because they've moved into this new office space. So everybody has to work from home at least one day a week, I think now. So times have really changed. And like you said, there's so many options and it doesn't have to be black and white. So I'm really happy you brought that up because there are so many different ways of molding this so you're getting more of what you want. Yeah. And allowing yourself to kind of do that exploration. This this is the piece that I think is so important is allow yourself to be honest about what you really want and how it's going to work. Your example of, I want to be able to travel and be away all day and work from home and own a restaurant is a perfect example. If you own a restaurant, you're there, especially the first two years before you've put your management staff in place and you've really got everything moving and growing and all of that. Like that's a labor intensive, you need to be on site and checking in at so many different levels. And it's just, those are such important pieces to bring together and to really check in with, this is my dream. Does my dream fit the reality I want to live in? Or is this an idea that needs modification? Because maybe there is a version where you own a coffee shop that's only open from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. and you serve breakfast burritos and coffee. And then you have the rest of the day to figure out everything else. And it's getting creative with those pieces. That's really when I find that my clients get to the thing they're excited about. It's when we dig through all of that and we get past kind of the the cookie cutter ideas and they dive in and they're like this, this is my dream. This is what this looks like. And I've got so many clients that I'm so excited about the projects that they're working on and where they're taking it next. And it is so beautiful to see them in their passion and really loving both the lifestyle and the execution and the career path that they've chosen. Wonderful. I love it. So good. Well, thank you so much for sharing today, Katie. It's been amazing hearing your insights and I love hearing the different approaches that you have compared to the work that I do. It's just really interesting to see how people can go about the broader question of career versus business or, you know, the many permutations and options that come in between. So I think there's, yeah, like you said, it's exciting times and there's so many different ways that we can find that dream. So thank you so much for sharing. And I'd love also to hear like people listening to the podcast, where can they find you and hear more about what you do? Absolutely. So you can find me at mindful-theletteru.com. And you can send me or you can find me on Facebook at mindful-theletteru.com and just mindful you on Instagram and follow all of my adventures or reach out. And if you're in this place where you're trying to figure out employee or entrepreneur, please feel free to shoot me an email. I'm happy to talk to you about how to dig through some of that. So that's where you can find me. And I always love having this conversation. Wonderful. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for having me. This has been so much fun. I love talking about this. Awesome. All right. That's it today for episode 15, career change or business. I hope this has been super insightful and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Thanks for listening to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. 
If you like this show, I'd love you to subscribe, share, and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my website at catleblanc.com. Until next time. Bye.